You ready to check your feelings at the door? Check it out. Check it out. This is Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? We're bringing you facts and only the truth. Now, Am I Reister or Am I Wrong? I'm George Reister. He's Ralph Amson. And this is Reister or Wrong, the intersection where sports, business, society, and pop culture meet the truth. Absolute fire on Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Facts only. Make sure you check your feelings at the door because no BS is allowed. We keep it 100. All right. So today, Lamar Jackson goes on the shop. And a lot of bad actors turned what he said into something else. Oh, uh, he said that that black bias, quarterback bias is still there. But then that got turned into all NFL owners are racist. The NFL's racist. All of this stuff that he did not say, but he wasn't wrong. And Cain Velasquez, he went to go murder the man who molested a very close family member, which may have been his son. And uh, now he's in jail for attempted murder. Got some thoughts on that. Brittany Griner is in jail and or has at least been arrested in Russia and is facing five to 10 years for some vape pens and gas prices are through the roof. Bro, the ceiling is the roof on these joints. We might reach $10 out here in California and they're high as hell everywhere else. So that's where we'll start, Ralph. I, I, first, we were going to start with Lamar Jackson, but then Ralph was like, no, bro, this Cain Velasquez thing. So Cain Velasquez, former MMA fighter in the UFC, he's been in other leagues as well, heavyweight. I mean, dude was a savage, right? And Sun Devil. He really? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's why you're even more invested in no, this. No, no, no. Okay. No, so, this is this is as a father. Yeah. So, so Cain Velasquez, he got arrested for attempted murder in an intersection. And I, when I first heard the story last week, I was like, damn, there must have been some reason why he tried to murder this dude in an intersection. Like, he didn't just do it because of... I was like, I, I hope at least he didn't do it just because of a traffic violation or something like that. So turns out that he tried to murder a man. He tried to shoot him. And we didn't know why. And now I'd have been fine if he had shot him or at least got it, got got his hands on him and beat him to death because he it turns out that the man uh that his son had been molested, potentially his son, but at least a very close family member molested over 40 times at an at home daycare center. And Ralph, listen, if I'm on that jury, there's not a snowball's chance in hell that dude serves one day in jail, even though he accidentally shot the wrong person because he was shooting into the car. He tried to shoot one person. Other person got, got, got hit the dude's father, but I mean, I venture to say the dude's father probably knew he was molesting people too, so I got no problem. That's a big leap, though. That's what, and that's you know, here are the details. A man named Harry Gallarte was arrested um, and charged with lewd and lascivious acts with a minor, which is essentially child molestation. He was released on supervised probation. He was released. But keep that in mind that he was released on his way to go get a an ankle monitor. Um, 
they were driving from San Martin to San Jose, I believe. Uh, Kane Kane Velasquez not happy that uh, that this man was released. Um, ends up going on an like eleven mile high speed chase. Um, I think discharged a weapon several times and ends up hitting um, the driver of uh, the the vehicle. I believe it was a truck. Cain uh, Velasquez has been charged with attempted murder, and he was being held on a no bail hold. Well, they had a, a, a hearing today where they said that he is going to continue to be um, held until his next court date, which is over a month away. Now, explain to me, George, why one man gets released after allegedly molesting a child and another man is deemed uh, uh, too unsafe to be released for trying to react to the fact that the first person was released. Okay. So this podcast is going to have a an NFSF <laughs> not safe for work tag. This is going to have an explicit tag today. So it is what it is. That's fucking bullshit, dude. Like m- molesters, they routinely get minimal time in prison, probation, all of this stuff. And I'm not talking about you know, where like seven, 18 year old kid who just turned 18, girlfriend, 17, parents are mad. Like, I'm not talking about that guy who ends up on a registry. I'm talking about people who are molesting kids. Porn is child porn is found on their computers. They're found guilty. Everything points to them. Ah, they get two years, two years in prison and then register as a sex offender. What are we doing? Like, like, how do we not understand that that child molestation that this is that this is rape of a minor it is not it is not like it's even more egregious than rape and rapes horrendous because now you have impacted this little kid's life for the rest of their life you have shaped how they will interact with every other person that they come in contact with, with their relationships, with their with their potential drug use for every single thing that happens to their life. That is murder almost like like that is attempted murder. Like the fact that they get no time for this, Ralph, I, it, it drives me mad. And that's why. So I'm not a person that is that supports on a general basis vigilante justice. Right. However, how can you expect people to to not want to take matters into their own hands? Would you let this dude go? He is a danger to everybody. Like how it is, and I understand that that there are certain laws that you have to be that you, you get to stand trial and all of these things. But knowing the history of what child uh, of sex offenders get, what child molesters and rapers get, it's gross. It is gross. And that's why people go take the their uh, their matters into their own hands. Yeah, that you're seeing um, you're seeing a lot of support pour in from the MMA community. Um, I've followed Cain Velasquez for a long time because there's a whole group of Arizona State uh, guys that that made it big in the UFC around the same time. Um, 
Aaron Simpson and Ryan Bader and Kane Velasquez, all guys that wrestled um, at ASU. So I've followed him for a long time. He's, he's extremely well respected. He's a two time champion. And I don't think that it's because of his success in the sport that you're seeing people pour out support for him. I think that it's because one people can identify um, with his situation um, as a concerned family member. Yep. And I think too, because of the impact that he's made on them personally, um, just reading some of the, some of the statements that were uh, put out there. Um, Jake Shields said, if the justice system did its job, Kane wouldn't have had to take the law into his own hands. Um, Jake Shields says a grown man abused his daughter. So maybe it was his daughter and was out on bail within days, leaving Kane little option. Um, this is Derek Brunson. Um, you know, who's a really, really well-known MMA fighter uh, who is, you know, a religious man. And, and and I think religious men like you and me know that, you know, vengeance is God's, you know, it's not, we're not supposed to be stepping in and taking uh, that role unless we are God's vengeance. You know, I guess there's a way to look at it like that. Derek Brunson is raising money and has already given the family $10,000 for legal fees. Ronda Rousey says, I would have done the same thing, if not worse. Henry Cejudo, uh, also from right here in Arizona, said, I've known this man for more than half my life. I know he would do anything for his family. Mighty Mouse, who might be the best pound-for-pound MMA fighter of all time, said, I have two daughters. I'd have done the same thing. Yeah. Yep. And, and, And I promise you this, dude. If that happened to my son, my daughter, my anything, bro... We are going to absolutely uh, I, I, taking this to the mat, bro. Like I am going to take whatever time I get. I know that under those circumstances, wife ain't going nowhere. Kids are going to support me like this is just going to be like, a, yo, like dad, dad did what he had to do. I, I just don't. Do you think do you think he should pay some type of penalty? Obviously, he shot. Uh, he shot. Somebody who, you know, was not the direct perpetrator of the crime. He certainly probably endangered people on the road uh, with with his actions. But there's something to be said for the fact that people argue temporary insanity. Yeah. And And it it exists for a reason. Do we really believe that Cain Velasquez would just be out running people off the road if not for a very specific situation having taken place? And – like this was so reckless on on his part in terms of Kane's part. If he had rethought this, like he's probably sitting in jail right now saying, damn, I should have just waited outside outside of his house at night and just and just took care of it then. Because because now he's like, when am I going to get a chance to handle this? So so that that's even more why that's what I would argue in court in terms of temporary insanity. Like, yo, if I wasn't temporarily insane and lost my damn mind, I would have gone over his house at night, waited on him or even in the daytime, just waited on him to come out in in, in the bushes and pounced. I would have been a lot more calculated to make sure I did. Let's be really clear here. What happened was you made one of the great warriors of our time, like in any other uh, instance, Cain Velasquez existing on earth a thousand years ago would have probably been king of a 900 square mile region. Right. 
Yep. Just just based on what he's able to physically uh, accomplish, right? We 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 took somebody um, who was crafted like like by God to be good in and use his physical talents and 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 gifts to accomplish something just in the era that we live in it ends up being you know ufc and and fighting for sport and you make that person feel uh the most helpless that anyone can ever feel yep and 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 you and you do it in a way that that uh permanently damages a loved one like what what do we expect here this is like i don't know this honestly putting a snake in jail fighting yep like it, 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 I don't know. There, I believe what I believe, and my values are my values. But I will say, it would not hurt my feelings to have a system that understands that when somebody is violated, they may violate back. There, ha- there has to be some type of mechanism within the court structure within the justice system to account for those type of circumstances, because you can't, well, you're going to keep him in jail for the, until his trial, which is maybe a year away, but you're not gonna, you're not going to keep somebody in who was harming children. You're going to put them on supervised release to go back to the home they were living in. That was a daycare. Like why, why would that person be allowed to be there under any circumstances? Bro, I, I I can't I support Kane Kane Velasquez, and I mean it's it's all it's almost like the the I remember a couple years ago a dad walked in on his child being molested in a bathroom at a family gathering and he killed him in the bathroom. Dad got no time. Listen, these are the breaks, my friend. These are the breaks. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right. Um, Now, Lamar Jackson was on the shop. And that was a, this episode featured him, you know, LeBron, uh, Rich Paul, few other people. And, uh, this ended up, you know, stirring some controversy in the NFL world because Lamar Jackson said this, which got turned into something completely different. You know, you do well, know why. Well, the truth is, there's a lot of history with them not wanting black guys to play quarterback in football. You know, yeah. tons of history. It started with, oh, they can't think quick enough. This, like, this is going way back, 70s, 80s. And it's still, it's dying off. Every day off. y'all give me more reasons to. It's dying off, but it's still there. It's still there. It's still That's there. why I need that championship. That's why I need that championship. So that got turned into uh, Lamar Jackson says racial bias in the NFL is still there. Those Which is the, technically what he said. Yes, that's exactly what he said. But the fact that this turned into this headline, like he was, right. like he went in on the NFL. Like it's just, and especially with how some white people and 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 people who are who hate LeBron feel about the shop and I'm not lumping all white white people in. I'm saying that there's a certain segment of the population that hates LeBron and hates the shop 
right? The idea of the shop, even though they've never watched it. And then they and then they when a headline like that is published, it looks like, oh, oh, it th- this is the oh, there goes the white people hating shop again. And it's like it's not like that. But Lamar right, ja- <laughs> like LeBron James directly in that clip said that like it's dying, but it's still there. Like there is an acknowledgement of progress, but yeah. we're not we're not out here trying to say that like people have given black quarterbacks a fair shake are we no dude history (laughs) history says that they haven't and and here's the crazy part crazy story right here i was at marcellus wiley's birthday party a few years ago it was at this winery this dude that we both both knew both knew both knew um we were talking about quarterbacks in the nfl and nfl coaches and all of this stuff he was like yo uh, I don't want a black quarterback from trying to win it, win a Super Bowl. I want a white quarterback. They win. Black quarterbacks don't win. And I was like, bro, what are you talking about? Russell Wilson just just won, bro. Russell Wilson doesn't count. He combs his hair. He doesn't brush it. I wanted to punch him in the fucking face. It was so ignorant. And then I was like, do you not understand that there have not been black quarterbacks for very long? Probably 90 plus percent of all the NFL quarterbacks in history have been white. 90 plus percent. So who do you think? And then and before the one offs of, you know, Shaq Harris and then Randall Cunningham, Warren Moon. Like when you have one or two in the league at a time, you got like a five percent chance of winning if that. But but anyways, the idea, though, that. Like, and there haven't been that many, right? And then, yes, recently there have been many, and they more and more have been getting closer and closer. Patrick Mahomes just won. Like, so, but, and this was prior to Patrick Mahomes winning. And I'm just like, well, if there are more, then of course they will win more. And he was like, yeah, and the same, same is true of black coaches. There haven't been that many. What are you talking about? Like, how can you win or how can you? say that they can't be successful when they haven't been given a fair shake and a fair opportunity. Like, yes, black quarterbacks are given way more of a fair shake now, but there's that whole, (laughs) but there's the whole like dual threat quarterback thing. Uh, Lamar Jackson was just asked to work out at a different position after winning the Heisman trophy, putting up great passing yards. And granted, I said he needed to improve as a passer when he came in. But, like, let's not sit up here and act like he hasn't won an MVP, hasn't had a good completion percentage. All of this, it's madness to me, Ralph. That And then people want to act, oh, there, there's nothing there. No, because they don't know if there's something about when there is an athletic quarterback who can run and jump and all of this stuff that they're like, oh, maybe he shouldn't play quarterback. No. That's who you want with the ball, especially if he can throw pass and run a defense. Yeah. I'm sorry, read a defense. Here, <laughs> I have a couple of questions for you. First question is, um, why do you think Lamar Jackson wants to distance himself from a thing he actually said? Is it because he doesn't want, he, do, he doesn't want people trying to, uh, people trying to make this into like he brought up a new observation unprompted when all he was basically saying was like, yeah, some fields have turf, some have grass. He was acknowledging a fact like 
it's still there. And if he wins a championship, that'll go a long way to dispelling whatever is left in people's minds that think that that's not possible. Exactly, bro. That that's exactly why, because the spirit of what he was saying was not the way the headlines were reading. They were reading like he came out and blasted the NFL and these people are not going to watch the shop. So to understand the context of what he was saying, we have a very real problem with writing incendiary headlines that don't speak to the spirit of what people were saying. Right. Right. So I feel you. Yeah. Like had there been the clip posted in there, that would be completely different. And it's saying here is, here's the context of what he said. But that's not what would happen. So this next question I have to phrase carefully because I'm not trying to get myself fired. Um, and nor am I accusing anybody of any type of wrongdoing. I'm just pointing out the way that something works. I have a, a website that is affiliated with Rivals. It's a Rivals affiliate. It covers high school uh, football in the state of Arizona. In the last seven years of working alongside Rivals, um, I've gotten to know the, the, the whole system of how they evaluate players really well. Every position is, it, it, to some extent, evaluated differently. Um, running back is one of them. You have, like, regular running back and all-purpose back, which is, like, somebody who's probably just a little smaller that catches passes out of the backfield that can maybe be used as a slot. And then you have the quarterback conundrum, which has been around since the rating system started, where you have pro style and dual threat. Now, if you call somebody a pro style quarterback, you are implying that they are best suited for professional football down the line. When you call somebody a dual threat quarterback, when you're evaluating them, you're not implying just with that designation. You're not implying that they also might have a better arm than people who are pro style. What you're kind of implying is that that quarterback might be able to do something else if you need them to. And if you look at the rating systems over the last decade plus, almost always over half of the quarterbacks on the pro style side are white and over half of the quarterbacks on the dual threat side are black to the point where like class of 2011 in rivals, nine out of 10 were black with the number one dual threat being Jameis Winston. And we have all seen Jameis Winston move. In the yep. last few years, not he's as pro style as it gets. Right. And then even even recently in this class of 2022, I believe that only three of the top 10 pro style uh, were non white athletes. And then over on the dual threat side, it was, you know, I think like 80 percent non white. And so like we're, we're setting kids up from a really early age to kind of fall into that system. You have a son who is a quarterback who is going to be receiving one of these designations. What do you do? Oh, when people ask me, is my son a dual threat quarterback? I'm like, no, no, he's a pocket passer who's mobile. Is he a dual threat quarterback, though, according to like the classical designation of what of what a dual threat would be? Or, I mean, the I, mean way- I, guess, I, I guess if you run, I mean, some some schools run a ton of RPOs and stuff like that where he would be running a lot. And then the answer, I mean, OK, so if he will run the ball seven times a game, is that a dual threat? 
Well, that's so that's my point is what is the actual definition according to these uh, recruiting oh, evaluators? A guy, a, a guy who is a threat if he gets in the open field running the, running the football. I think. I think that that – I mean, because I don't think that there's a technical definition. I just think that that's how they judge it. If he's a threat when he's running the football, that that's, constitutes a dual threat. So, like, basically what they're saying is somebody in pro style is not going to be running the option, even though they can. Correct. It's, most – 90% of option plays run on planet Earth were run by uh, guys in the 1940s at, like, Navy and Notre Dame. And yeah. none of them were black. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. They were all dual threats. Yeah. So listen, bro, it's like we we do have to understand that there is some inherent bias by some people, especially older people. And and to and to their credit, it's not some of them. It's not just because there is some racial bias or something like that. It's because there is a football bias. They don't like their their minds have been conditioned to play football a certain way. And the idea that, wait, hold up. Hold up. I don't know how to use this much athleticism at quarterback. I feel like I'm wasting some of it. That's where it comes from. I don't think it's necessarily from a a, a malicious place all the time. I think it's because of their limited knowledge. And they may be football experts on how football was played. But now football is different with the new rules, freedom of movement, space, all of these things, and understanding that you actually put the defense in a much tougher position if your quarterback is a threat. That actually opens up your running game, all all, all of this stuff. So it's a significantly different situation. I think it is better to be in a situation, though, where the bias is uh, out of a place of ignorance or lack of imagination. Yeah. And so, you know, for for Lamar Jackson to basically be saying, like, they're not going to see me till they see me. Yeah, that's not him saying that, like, there are a bunch of GMs in the NFL who want him to switch to receiver right now because they can't handle a black man throwing the football. It just makes them want to, like, tear their clothes. That's not. And and I think that's kind of like the implication. Correct. That's at least people kind of feel threatened when they're like, oh. Black quarterback talking about race, but the truth of the matter is, he's just saying they're not going to see me until they see me. We know this to be true. I had a boss one time who said uh, he'll never hire a female salesperson, never, because he'd never seen one that could do it as good as a man. And I remember just thinking to, to myself, like, I think I know this guy. I don't think he's like inherently overtly sexist. But yeah. like, I know he's never watched QVC because if he had, I don't. Think- <laughs> they sell everything, <laughs> right? I don't Bro, women feel that way for the most part. The, the especially depending on the product and who the audience is, dude. Women have a much easier time selling to men. Much easier time selling to to men for for some factors that men don't have. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like there are like imagine if a woman is already a good salesman, right? And then she understands how to deal with men. Well, especially heterosexual men. Oh God, leg up, leg up. Give me give give me the woman every time, especially depending on what we're trying to sell. Forget so, heterosexual men. What about just easily intimidated or insecure women? Yeah. 
Like that, a, a woman could use her looks equally to help, but they don't need to be lookers. Like it, they it could sell, but that's just one of those things where, like, unless you've seen it, and that's what he was telling me. Like, oh, well, I've never seen it, and so you know, there's going to be. I, I I agree with Lamar when if he's able to win a Super Bowl with braids in, who could ever deny it ever again, ever? Yep. Exactly. Exactly, bro. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. All right. Uh, Brittany Griner is in jail, maybe, in Russia? We don't know. We just found out a day or two ago that she has been in custody for almost a month. Or at least that her arrest happened a month ago in Russia for carrying vape pens. She was uh, charged with drug trafficking. And I'm like, how many pens did she have? A thousand? <laughs> like, it, I mean, it sounds like one of those international trumped up charges because and people are like, why is she over in Russia anyway? Don't she know what's happening in Ukraine? Oh, my gosh. I've like, seen some of the worst takes I've ever seen in my life. Like all emanating from this story. I'm like. You you're saying this out of it out of just pure ignorance. First thing is she was over there before the Ukraine conflict started. First thing. And why was she over there? Work. Because she makes millions of dollars in Russia playing basketball. She makes a hundred and well, until this upcoming season, which will come up where they make more money over two hundred thousand dollars. She was making like one hundred and thirty thousand dollars here in the United States. So wouldn't you be in Russia, too, for part of the year? Okay, but you say that, and I saw a bunch of people blaming the WNBA and men in general just because women even have to go to Russia to get paid. The WNBA is growing. Like what? Also, it's like I'm going to freak out. It's like a two month goddamn season. (laughs) Yes. Like, I don't I don't mean to be I don't mean to be disrespectful. I do believe that women should be paid more. It is a growing league. If you look at it on the trajectory of so many other leagues out there, it's still pretty much in its infancy. It's figuring things out and things are going well. But it's a two-month season. NBA just celebrated 75 years. WNBA just celebrated 25. Right. The majority of which was not even on television. And I don't want to sound like those people who like always uh, dismiss teachers saying they want more money, saying you get the whole summer off. No, what I'm saying is a WNBA season is like two to three months long. Total. It is literally season. if you like, if you win it, it's like right. three months long. Yeah. And, right. and granted, I'm a WNBA fan. We just talked about them flying private and all this stuff and the, the and the discrepancies there and how things need to change and be better and all of that. But the idea that she has to go to Russia, you know, until the WNBA gets up to that level where it can pay the players that sort of money, these are the sacrifices that have to be made. So, but that doesn't even get into the fact that, so, granted, right? I would imagine this is not the first time that she's taken bait pins to Russia, okay? First thing. <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying. It's probably not the first time. They're they're vape cartridges. Well, sorry, they okay. said the cartridges. So I this, feel a conspiracy theory coming. Like I feel like the I feel I can smell the brew. Are you starting no, something? No, okay. no, 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 no. Okay. I'm just I'm just saying that that there are that 
this could have been targeted on some level because people don't like That's how Britney, how Britney Griner looks. They could have been. They are pretty pretty anti gay over there. Yeah, even though they have a thriving women's basketball community. Yeah, so they uh, so they could that could have been part of it. There could have been, uh, or she could have just had really really bad luck. So I would imagine that there are vape pens in Russia. So do you think that she was wrong for taking them over there, or do you think that she should have, you know, or that. You know, or that this shouldn't be that big of a deal. Um, I don't think it's that big of a deal. What I was wondering is if you were going to say this is Russia intentionally trying to antagonize the United States as part of like a greater effort. Because I, I, I'm always wary of every oh, single she, thing that happens. She's we stuck make over there us. in a bad time, in a bad time right now. It is a bad time. But it, I, there is this tendency for us to make everything about us. We're going to talk about gas prices here in a second. Everyone wants to say that has to do with the president or like, we're you know, everybody wants to or, or Russia invading Ukraine is our fault, like because we don't have uh, strong enough leadership, like everything. We have to make it very egocentric. Yeah, we have to relate it to America or we can't. If, talk if about Trump was president, he wouldn't have invaded. OK, bro. D- but the idea that like Putin's like the way to this administration is through Brittany Griner. We're going to where th- those. Uh, oh, you're talking those, about American arrogance right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like those WNBA loving liberals, we're, we're going to teach them a lesson. We're going to detain Brittany Griner, and that's going to draw the United States into this conflict. And the start of World War III, it won't be Franz Ferdinand. It'll be Brittany Griner. <laughs> <laughs> and kids will be reading about it in textbooks if Earth is even left after after World War III between nuclear superpowers. I just don't think – I think – it's very possible that she tried to bring uh, a cannabinoid substance on a plane, which is federally illegal. It could have she could have been detained here. Now, being detained for weeks is wild. I I hope and pray that she gets out of this safely. I know there's a lot of people that are extremely worried about her. I just I don't know what it has to do with Joe Biden. I don't know what it has to do with Vladimir Putin. It might just have to do with the fact that they chose to strictly enforce laws at this time in this manner. Could, could be, um, lasting up gas price, gas prices are through the roof, dude. I was looking yesterday and I was like, let me see how high the highest gas prices are because I saw a picture on social media and I was like, ain't no way, ain't no way. Uh, that it's seven dollars. That it's six ninety nine for a uh, regular eighty nine, and like not and like seven twenty nine for uh for premium. And I was like, ain't no way. So I went and googled. Dead hell if that wasn't right. Hell if that wasn't right. And I was already shocked. The gas prices being at like five bucks, and I drive a, a an urban assault vehicle. <laughs> and I drive a uh, a big, I guess, seven seater SUV, Lincoln. And dude, filling up that gas tank, them twenty five gallons. Oh, oh, bro, we, bro, bro, we're talking like hundred and twenty five bucks to fill up, bro. Hundred and twenty five bucks plus to fill up, and in, instead of like eighty something, that's not okay, Ralph. 
We are we're in a place right now that I, I don't know whose problem it is. I don't know who needs to solve it. But I was thinking about here was here was my plan. I was like, I don't want to drive this big thing every single day. It's terrible on gas just for when I'm getting around. So I'm going to go get a Hellcat to drive around on an everyday basis. Right. OK. Which is not good on gas either, but it's way better on gas than the SUV. Um, And so but now I'm like, damn that I'm going to go get I'm either going to go get a Tesla to drive around every day, which my wife drives or I'm going to go get a, you know, I'll drive a Prius around before I, before I pay these gas prices like this. Are they staying like this? Because I feel like OPEC and all of these other uh, oil uh, actors that, that they raise prices just to create, just so when they fall back down to a floor that was way above what it was, we feel better. Yeah. All you can do is really theorize, you know, we're not, we're not in the room. We don't know uh, why companies are keeping prices elevated because that's what they're doing. If we only get 1% of our oil from Russia, how is it, how is worldwide demand uh, driven to the point of, you know, doubling gas prices over the last year, driving them up a dollar per gallon just in the last three weeks alone, California is sitting at, at, at an average of almost 540 a gallon. Um, 70 cents higher than Hawaii. Yep. Like how Hawaii is doesn't, that, right? <laughs> how does Hawaii get gas? Like, like it should cost a billion dollars to get gas in, in Hawaii. Right. So you're looking at, there's places, you know, my, my buddy, uh, sent me a picture a gas station, uh, in West Hollywood. And it was like seven fifty, and he's he just said, I'm "Dude, I know exactly I'm where that gas station is. It's it's right. It's in Beverly Hills, basically, and that's the only gas station anywhere near. It's it's always super high, but now they're like, ah. I mean, yeah, but, but, said, the, but the crazy he said, part I'm is going that, electric. Yeah, and you're talking about possibly doing the same thing. And it's is it short sighted for these oil producing countries? And for for OPEC to say like, all right, Listen. we're going to squeeze, we're going to squeeze during a tough time, and have everybody move to electric. Did you notice during the Super Bowl that the only car that was advertised that wasn't an electric vehicle was the Toyota Tundra during the Toyota halftime show? Yep. Dude. For the most part, so, every other vehicle was electric. This is going to drive demand that way, and it's going to cost these filthy rich fat cats who don't need the continuous wealth that it is pouring into them, but it's, it's going to cost them in the long run. You know what I'm getting ready to buy? What? Hella Tesla stock, buddy. Hella Tesla stock. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Bro, ain't no way. Ain't no way because they're, the company has to do well now. Like the company has to do well. You have to imagine that, 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 a bunch of households that probably never would have considered it are at least considering going one electric vehicle, one gas. Yep. Much less the ones that have already gone hybrid or, or did so back in 2008 when everything spiked. Had, what would you say? Would you say that your plans just based on what is happening right now, just related to fuel prices, would you say that your plans for the year have in some way been altered in terms of that? The, the second car I was going to buy. Absolutely. But in terms of where I go, not so much like, okay, I, it hasn't influenced like, but it, ha- but it has 
impacted maybe the the, the type of travel because now I'm like, uh, is driving really really less expensive? And do I need a car when I get there? Like if it's just me traveling, mm-mm, nope, nope, nope. But if it's like I would maybe be more apt to fly somewhere yeah. as opposed to drive somewhere because driving used to be the cheaper option. And now you're like, is it? But is it, though? Right. And then you have all these people that moved out to be like super rural because they wanted space getting called back into the office. So their drive time is elevated. Do you think it could drive people back to the cities? Mm. Do you think it could slow down the the disbursement and people buying houses and quitting their jobs? Like it, it, it's, it's possible that the elevated gas prices could slow down the great resignation. There's a lot of stuff. My, my, my wife said that, that you, you can't, she said, you can't wait a day on airplane tickets anymore. Not right now. If you pull it up and it's even halfway reasonable, you got to pull the trigger because tomorrow it could be elevated by 60, 70 bucks just based on gas. What's going on with oil? Yeah. I, I think, I think this is having a bigger day to day effect on people's lives than maybe anything else in the last decade. No, uh, you, you may be right. And that's, that includes, and like that, that includes COVID because for the most part, like it was other people making decisions for you. Yeah. You, and you now you're going to make choices. To yeah. No, that's a good point because now you're going to make choices for yourself that uh, change everything. Hmm. Like it. Um, you guys, that's Ricer or wrong for the day. I'm George Ricer. He's Ralph Amsden. Peace out. Catch you guys later.